Hello, listeners. We're going to drop in a special bonus episode of the Protagonist Podcast uh, because so many people have some extra time on their hands as we are all sorting out uh, our reactions uh, to the coronavirus and um, and the requests that have been made on us to limit our social interactions. Um, this is going to be an episode that my daughter, Lizzie Dorowski, did as a book report for her class. Um, and we weren't sure we are going to release it, but we've decided we might as well release a special bonus episode. Now, because this was an episode that just my daughter and I did uh, for, for uh, a book that she had read for her class, Andrew wasn't here to help set up the audio. And so the audio quality was a little lesser when I, uh, when I had everything set up. But Andrew's done his magic and has tried to improve it as much as possible. We hope you enjoy this special bonus episode of the Protagonist Podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're discussing Flora Buckman and Ulysses from the book Flora and Ulysses, The Illuminated Adventures. Joining me for the discussion is my daughter, Lizzie Dorowski. Welcome, Lizzie. Hi. Very glad to have you on. So, Lizzie, tell me, how did you first come to the book Flora and Ulysses? My teacher read it to us in class. Is that really the first time you came to it? Or did I buy it for you and you never read it? Well, you bought it for me and I never read it. And then my teacher read it. <laughs> did, you, did you like it when you read it in class? Yeah. So Flora and Ulysses is a 2013 novel that was written by Kate DiCamillo with illustrations by K.G. Campbell. And Lizzie, how would you describe the plot in just a sentence or two? Uh, a squirrel named Ulysses gets sucked up by a really powerful vacuum and then gets superpowers. So a squirrel gets superpowers, and yeah, that that's kind of the premise. What would happen if a squirrel got swallowed by a vacuum cleaner, and as a result of this crazy accident, developed superpowers? So this novel was originally published in 2013, and it won the Newbery Medal, which is a pretty good award to win. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're a kid's book, uh, that's that's not bad. Not, mm-hmm. not too shabby there. Um, Lizzie, you had some other information about it. Do you want to share that? Sure. It's um, 234 pages. The genre is children's literature or fantasy fiction. The interest level is like grades 3 to 7. And the rate reviews are uh, 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads, 5 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, and 5, 4.5 out of 5 on Dojo Books. Or Dugo Books. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know that site. But yeah, those are pretty good ratings. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are in fifth grade, right? Yes. Do you think this was the right reading level for you as a fifth grader? Yeah. So you asked me to read it so that we could record this episode, and I really enjoyed it. I knew, uh, well, I, I picked it up for you because of the awards that it had won, and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd read some good reviews about it, um, And uh, but, I, but I hadn't read it either. But I'm really glad that you asked me to, because I had a very good time uh, reading this. Oh, one other little bit of trivia that we found as we were looking up some information about this. Are you excited about this one, Lizzie? Yeah, they're gonna, there's a film adaptation that will be coming out on Disney+. Plus. And it said it had already been filmed, right? Yes, it said it had completed filming already. Mm-hmm. So it should be coming out on Disney Plus sometime this year, I mm-hmm. would think. Yeah. 
All right. Well, as longtime listeners know, we have a full summary of the book coming up before our discussion. But before we get to that, we want to thank those of you who have downloaded this episode. And we especially want to thank those listeners who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us financially, we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonist and support our show with at least a dollar per month. All supporters on Patreon at any level receive access to our special quick casts, which are shorter episodes in which we break down newly released films or talk about movie trailers or TV shows we've been watching or the books we've been reading. And we also give monthly updates on our fantasy box office and all patrons who support us with five dollars per month or more get to choose a topic for us to discuss so now full spoiler alert warning uh, lizzie's gonna give us a full summary of this novel flora and ulysses the illuminated adventure starts in the house of flora's neighbors donald tickman and tootie tickman tootie is reading a poetry book and it is tootie's birthday and donald gets her the Ulysses Super Suction Multi-Terrain 2000X, which is a vacuum cleaner. Tootie is not very impressed, but Donald is very excited about it. He talks about how it has a very long cord and is the crown jewel of vacuums. They turn it on, and it sucks up the carpet, Tootie's poetry book, and some crackers. Then Donald opens the door and says it is multi-terrain. And the whole th- this whole time, um, it is dragging Tootie around. Flora is reading a comic. Flora is reading a comic book, *The Illuminated Adventures of the Amazing Incandesto*. Then she sees Tootie is about to suck up a squirrel. She runs to Tootie's yard to see if it is still alive. She shakes. She she shakes the vacuum until the squirrel comes out, and she tries to give the squirrel CPR. The squirrel is missing a lot of fur and is very hungry, so it lifts up the vacuum and shakes out the crumbs from the crackers it um, vacuumed up. Flora names the squirrel Ulysses after the vacuum. Flora sneaks the squirrel into her house and sees a fancy shepherdess lamb named Marianne that her mom got when she wrote her first romance novel at it's important to note, uh, I, I think just following some of the plot that's going to happen, that Flora's parents are divorced, right? Yeah. So she lives with her mom, um, and we're going to meet her dad soon, but that's just... And uh, her mom's a romance no- novel writer. Yes. After they go to bed, Ulysses goes to find a snack and eats some cheese mania, which are like Cheetos, and writes a poem. Um, Flora's mother finds the poem in the morning on, on her typewriter and thinks Flora wrote it, so she gets mad at Flora for touching her typewriter. The doorbell rings and Tootie asks about Ulysses. Flora mom, Flora's mom sees Ulysses sitting on her Marianne lamp. Then Tootie's great-nephew, William Spiver, comes to the door and talks about how he is temporarily blind. Flora, William, and Ulysses got go to Tootie's house, and Ulysses writes another poem on Tootie's computer. Flora's dad comes to pick her up from for their afternoon get-together. Flora's mom quietly asks her dad to take a sack and shovel and take care of Flora's new pet squirrel. Flora overhears this and thinks her mom is Ulysses' new arch-nemesis. Flora's dad takes her to a restaurant called the Giant Donut, but Ulysses jumps in the waitress's hair and causes a lot of commotion. In this craziest Ulysses begins to fly, but smacks into the glass door and passes out. The chef comes out with a knife and, like, throws it at Ulysses, too. There's a lot that happens in yeah. that restaurant. Flora and her dad um, take Ulysses to his neighbor, Dr. Mishkum. Ulysses wakes up and is hungry. Flora tells Dr. Mishkum about his the strange powers Ulysses has. Dr. Mishkum makes Ulysses some jelly sandwiches. Flora's dad comes... In and a cat named Mr. Claus, who lives in the apartment complex, jumps on his head, 
on his head. Ulysses jumps on Mr. Claus and throws him down the hall. Flora's dad takes her and Ulysses back home. Flora says she'd rather live with her dad, and her mom says that would make her life easier. Then, things are weird in the house. Um, like, just, you, you can feel an awkward tension yeah. amongst all the characters after that conversation. Is that what you mean there? Yeah. That night, Flora has a dream about holding hands with William Spiver. Ulysses goes to try and type more, and Flora's mom catches him and makes him type a goodbye note to Flora, telling him what to write. He tries to write something at the end, but Flora's mom grabs him and kidnaps him. Flora comes down and finds the note, but she can't can tell her mom made Ulysses write it, except the end where he said, where it says F.L. Ulysses was trying to write her name. It's the middle of the night, and she goes to get William's fiver. Tootie comes out, and they all get in the car. Flora is carrying the lamp named Marianne to exchange for Ulysses. They drive around and get lost and run out of gas. Flora's mom tries to, and Flora and um, William's fiver hold hands, like nope. in a dream, right? Uh, that's when they're walking down the road that's coming okay. up next. So, so they that out. just start with run, run out of gas, go from there. Okay. Run out of gas. Flora's mom tries to bury Ulysses, but Ulysses escapes and flies to Dr. Mishkam's apartment. Flora, William, and Tootie are walking along the road, and William explains that the trauma made him temporary... About the trauma that made him temporarily Start blind. over. Yeah. Flora, William, and Tootie are walking along the road, and William explains the trauma that made him temporarily blind. He pushed his stepdad's car into a pond. William trips, and his sunglasses fall off. He says he can see now. And during this walk, when before his sunglasses fall off, this is where they hold hands, yeah. like in her dream. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they all go to Flora's dad's apartment. They hear laughing from Dr. Mishkin's apartment and knock. Flora is glad to see her dad and Ulysses. They hear Mr. Claus attacking someone. Flora's dad runs and runs because he can tell it is Flora's mom. But Mr. Claus is going crazy. Ulysses flies into the fight, too. Tootie, who's carrying a lamp, comes in and hits Mr. Claus on the head, which and he is knocked out. The lamp it, um, shatters. Flora's mom says, my baby, and Flora thinks she's talking about the lamp, but she is really talking about Flora and gives her a hug. She also explains how she went to the house and Flora was gone, and so she got really scared. Um, they, they go to Dr. Mishkum's where they talk about what happened. They also read Ulysses' latest, latest poem. Which it goes like, nothing would be easier without you because you are everything. All of it sprinkles. Quarks. Quarks, giant donuts, egg, egg sunny side up. You are the expanding universe to me. Good job with the summary, Lizzie. Thank you. Uh, so this book is a lot of fun because it mixes lots of things together. Um, yeah. So what are some of the your favorite parts that kind of get tossed into the blender <laughs> of this story? Marianne is fun. Marianne the shepherd lamp, mm-hmm. the shepherdess lamp. Yeah. Why do you Why do you like that part of the story? Oh no, it just seems weird and funny. It, it's weird and funny. Yeah. What do you think the lamp represents? Well, it says it's like. And Flora's mom describes it when she gets it. She's like, this is like protecting all of us. She's like the shepherdess of all of us. The protector. And what does the lamp do in the very end? Protects them. From the crazy cat, right? Mm -hmm. So the shepherdess is a protector. And for a while, Flora thinks her mom likes the lamp more than Flora. Yeah. But we find out. She likes her. 
She loves more. Flora yeah. much more. Right? Yeah. Like, there's that moment where the lamp is broken and Flora thinks she's going to be upset about it, but really, her mom she's is just... She's just, like, happy that she's safe. That Flora is safe. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, I like what you said at the beginning about the lamp being the shepherdess that protects them all, because that's what it really is. But we also get kind of this idea that the lamp is representing maybe her mom's misplaced emotions, but it but it gets all... Um, it gets turned around for us yeah. as readers as we come to the end. What else do you like about this book? Um, I like that it's like funny, but also like serious, kind of. So, what are the serious parts? Let's, um, let's talk about this blend, which is what I think one of the the best parts about this book is it does blend some really hard to talk about and serious topics, but there's a lot of silliness within mm-hmm. it too. So, what what are the funny parts to you? Like when. Ulysses is vacuumed, and he lifts up the vacuum. Oh, and there's this part where he's like, you're, you're like in the squirrel's head before he gets vacuumed, and it's kind of like saying, this is the squirrel's head, it's basically like, I'm hungry, I smell food, where's the food? <laughs> kind of. And that's really funny. Yeah, it cuts between Flora's mm-hmm. kind of describing what's happening to Flora, and then this first-person uh, description of the squirrel's point of view, right? And the giant donut. Oh, the, the restaurant, the giant donut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so some of the sillier parts are definitely with this squirrel, right? Yeah. And what does it remind you of, that there's this weird accident with this crazy vacuum and the squirrel gets superpowers? What does that remind you of? It kind of reminds me of the Hulk. The Hulk? Yeah. Because that's a, a superhero who got powers from a crazy mm-hmm. scientific accident. And in the book, Flora, the book Flora's Reading, which is a comic book called the Illuminated Adventures of the Amazing Incandesto, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a janitor with a bird who falls into a vat of, like... Chemicals. Yeah, of, like, cleaning chemicals. Mm-hmm. And that's how he gets his powers. With that, there's also, like, Spider-Man, right? Who gets mm-hmm. his yeah. superpowers, who's kind of a quiet, yeah. geeky it, person who It becomes... mentions that in, like, the book, it's, like, a lot of ways superheroes get the powers, they get bitten by spiders or something like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the amazing incandesto. It reminded me of Clark Kent and um, Superman, where there's like the the meek, quiet version of the person, yeah. and then he's the bold, bright superhero. Mm-hmm. And his parrot. What's his? Parrot? Uh, I can't remember the name of the bird. They had a bird. Yeah, yeah, he had a bird that he would. T- it was the one that he would talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and always- she'd always say, "Holy Bagamba!" Right? Holy Bagamba. Yeah, yes. and Flora says that, and I think that was the what the bird said, right? Uh-huh. And that's what her dad says, mm-hmm. too, when they're surprised. They all say, yeah. holy bagamba. Uh-huh. Um, so that's some of the silliness comes from, like, this idea of a vacuum cleaner giving a squirrel superpowers. Yeah. But that is playing into these very well-established genre tropes of yeah. the superhero genre. Like, if you're watching a superhero movie, you expect the stuff that could never happen in real life to happen, to give a character powers, and then you just accept the character's powers as you move yeah. on. Like, this, this is so that you understand why Spider-Man can crawl on walls, or why Superman can fly. Like, we're just gonna tell you what happened, but now don't think about yeah. that too much. We're gonna move on. And that kind of happens with this, where it's like, okay, he got he got swallowed by a vacuum cleaner. Don't think about how that gave this squirrel super strength and flight, yeah. and the power to write poetry. Though they do kind of say, like, something in this crazy accident, there's a poetry book in there. So maybe yeah. that's why the squirrel likes poetry, and there's also some crackers, so maybe that's why mm-hmm. the squirrel's always hungry, right? Right? So, yeah, so, and so there's a rug, so that could explain... The weird fur, right? Yeah. Or whatever's going on there. Well, with the fur, he was vacuumed. So <laughs> right. maybe the fl- rug was a really 
thing one, so if you dropped it, like, float. <laughs> for, for flying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's some elements maybe of saying just something weird happened to the vacuum, and these things got mixed up in this mm-hmm. one squirrel, and now he can fly and have super strength. And the vacuum's weird, too, because, like, why would you need a multi-terrain vacuum? And, yeah, why would you ever want a vacuum to go outside? Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> seems, seems completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of it. So mm-hmm. those are the fun, silly things. What are some of the serious things that are in the book? Like when Flora's is like, I'd rather live with my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's some hard um, to, to enjoy aspects yeah. of a child whose parents have gone through a divorce where there's these, this kind of tug of war between her feelings for her dad and her mom. And she mm-hmm. feels neglected by her mom and she starts to think of her mom as an arch nemesis, which is never good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's yeah. a sign of a strange. Well, not the arch ne- nemesis of her, but of her squirrel pet. Well, kind of pet. She's had him for like a day and a half. Right. But it, but then it feels really good when that gets resolved. So when you realize how much her mom loves her, like the, that's yeah. one of the, the good moments of all the stress and you need that dark, sad part to really make the happy part feel yeah. that much better when it comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the really serious parts. What's one of the other serious parts? The squid painting in Dr. Mishkum's house. Right. So there's this um, moment where she's looking at a painting and at first she thinks it's just black. And then it's like a squid eating a boat. Eating a boat. And yeah. what does that kind of come to mean? I forgot. Well, Dr. Mishkum says her husband painted yeah. it, right? So Dr. Mishkum says, The giant squid is the loneliest, the loneliest of all God's creatures. He can sometimes go for a whole of his life without seeing another of his kind. And she also says, Yes, well, loneliness makes us do terrible things. Um, and that is why the picture is there to remind me of this also, because the other Dr. Mishkum painted it when he was young and joyful. So what do you think loneliness has to do with this story? Uh, like, the squirrel kind of getting kidnapped, and Flora not, like, not really knowing what she wants to do. Do you think Flora feels alone? Kind of. Does she feel like she fits in with her mom? No, not the whole time. Because her mom doesn't want her to read comic books, and she just wants to read comic books. Does she really seem like she has a lot of friends at school? No, and she seems like William's rather annoying her. Right, but does it turn out that maybe William is also lonely? And yeah. that's when when Dr. Mishkum says the squid can go its whole life without seeing another of its kind, and that makes mm-hmm. it lonely and sad. Do yeah. maybe Flora and Ulysses, or Flora and William have more in common than they realized? Yeah. So what is, and getting back to the idea of some of the sadness, what is sad about William? He is temporarily blindish, maybe. Right, so he, he claims to be temporarily blind. Many people act like he's not really blind. Yeah, but like- we see he put on really dark sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. He's wearing <laughs> dark sunglasses, and he is always asking people to lead him around. Yeah. But what? when did that happen to him? What was when his, his mom, backstory? like, kind of got really annoyed with him and sent him to be with his great aunt Tootie for, like, a week. So he says he was banished from his own home. Yeah. Because his, his dad died, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he and his dad had a really close relationship. Yeah, and he wasn't happy when his mom got remarried. Mm-hmm. And the guy his mom remarried was calling him, like, Bill? Billy. Yeah, and he didn't like that. He he kept asking him to be called William. Mm-hmm. And he kept doing stuff. Yeah, so he is. Yeah, and so, then finally he drove the car into a pond. Well, yeah, he put it in neutral and shoved it down a hill, yeah. so it landed in a pond. And that's when he was banished from his own home. So there's definitely mm-hmm. some sadness and loneliness in his life, 
and some sadness and loneliness in Flora's life. Yeah. And they meet each other, and it's not like they're best friends instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, she Flora's... She's kind of annoyed with him. She, she's definitely a little annoyed with him. Yeah. But do they become friends? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have this black squid story in the middle of the book. Yeah. So we've talked some about things that have happened to Flora. If you were to describe who Flora is as a character, how would you describe her? Well, she's always saying she's like a natural born cynic, and she's always telling herself, like, hope, or don't hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what was it? It was like, don't hope, just act. Not, like, watch or something? Oh, yeah, watch, and then also act yeah. are, are some of her things. Mm-hmm. And then she's always, like, telling herself, I'm a natural born cynic, don't hope. So what do you think it means when she tells herself she's a natural born cynic? That she wants to be one, kind of, maybe? Yeah, maybe. By the end of the book, I don't think she really is anymore. So you think she changes? Yeah. What changes her from... Do you think she at least believes she's a cynic at the beginning? Yes. What changes for her? Maybe, like, realizing her mom does, like, love her more than Marianne, which is the shepherdess lamp. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this book does follow some of the uh, the pattern of the hero's journey, right? Where yeah. there's, there's this call to adventure, and you go to an unknown world, and you get transformed while you're there. Yeah. And then you return back where you were as a new person or, you know. With uh, an animal sidekick. Yeah, <laughs> often <laughs> with animal sidekicks. Uh, you know, a, a transformed version of who you are. That's a pattern mm-hmm. you see in lots and lots of stories. How do you think it plays out in Flora and Ulysses? She's kind of like, um... So where does she begin? She begins kind of like a cynic. Well, as a cynic, yeah. and what, what's her world that she's living in before? Comic she, books and incandesto, kind of? Yeah, she, she wants to stay in a room and just read comic books. Yeah. Right? And some of these comic books, it says, like, gives you advice on what to do. Yeah, it's If like, you find yourself in an uh, adventure. Terrible things can happen to you. <laughs> right? And so it says, mm-hmm. if this terrible thing happens, here's something you can do. Yeah, it's like, uh, there's a part where Tootie is, like, laughing a lot after the squirrel picks it up. And she's like, oh, no, she's having a seizure or something. And she's like, okay, and terrible things can happen to you, it said, to, like, secure their tongue. Mm-hmm. So they don't something. bite their tongue if yeah. they're having a seizure. Mm-hmm. And throughout, like, she's like, okay, if you have a concussion, I read about this. This mm-hmm. is what you do if you have a concussion. Or, like, when Ulysses, like, as a, like, passes out. Mm-hmm. Um, after he comes out of the vacuum. So. Gives him CPR. Yes, exactly. She knows how to give CPR because yeah. of, of that. So she has some skills already because mm-hmm. of all the comic books she's yeah. read that have these advice. Now, in the hero's journey, there's the call to adventure. What do you think is Flora's call to adventure? Something that uh, changes and says... the squirrel. Yeah. Superpowers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Ulysses is uh, the herald of adventure. It comes and kind of announces mm-hmm. things are going to be different. Um and then along the way in the hero's journey, you often, as you said, get animal sidekicks or you make yeah. a fellowship of friends. So who are some of the friends that she makes along this way? Uh, well, well, Tootie and William Spiver. And Dr. Mishkum, right? Yeah, Dr. Mishkum. And Ulysses. Her dad. And her dad. Yeah, and her dad. And mm-hmm. her mom in the end. Her mom in the end. Because part mm-hmm. of the hero's journey is often uh, making peace with the father or mother figure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes part of the hero's journey is realizing a relationship has been broken and healing it is part of the transformation that happens to make you mm-hmm. a different person and to make what had been your old, you know, better and different. And so definitely her relationship with her mom and her dad, I think, is transformed. Yeah. This. 
So, so those are some of the parts um, uh, of the hero's journey that we definitely see play out in this book. Um, in the hero's journey, there's often what they call the, the descent into the abyss, where there's like the darkest, saddest part. What do you think is the darkest, saddest part? When she's kind of like, I like, I want to go live with um, my dad. Maybe. Right. Why, why do you think that's the saddest part? Because she's like saying, I think you like me more than the lamp, kind of. Or I think you like the lamp more than me. Yeah. Right. And she's kind of saying, I like my dad more than you. Yeah. And I think we find out there's there's love amongst all yeah. these people. The mom loves her. She loves her mom. She loves her dad. And even though her mom and dad aren't going to end their divorce and get remarried, you can tell yeah. they still like each other. Like they, mm-hmm. like the dad rushes out to rescue <laughs> rescue her. And she yeah. comes to him when she can't find Flora. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they trust each other still. Yeah. Um, which is different than what we see at the beginning. At the beginning, it's very tense. It's almost like they don't even want to talk to each other. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think those are all all good insights that you have about this book, Lizzie. One thing that's really interesting to me is this is a book with a superhero squirrel that has yeah. superpowers that writes poetry, and that's not really what you're digging into as the most interesting part of the book. Yeah. Um. What? Why do you think the author decided to mix crazy superhero adventures with these family relationships in this way? Because maybe there's a there's a lot of books that's like either like family relationships or like adventures, and it's kind of like mixing them to make a book with both. Yeah, and and do you think it works to mix those two? Uh-huh. What do you think we gain as readers by having these two different kinds of stories mixed together? Maybe more emotion in the stories. Oh, so more emotion, yeah, and um, maybe when it starts to get really emotional, we get some silliness with the squirrel, yeah. right? And how does that help the story? Kind of ties it together, kind of. Ties it together and also makes it not maybe mm-hmm. too hard to read. Yeah. Like if it's just a story, um, which I'm sure there are great stories yeah. about kids whose parents are going through a divorce that can just start to make you just feel so sad. Yeah. And then this one, whatever you, it's not avoiding that sadness because you've, mm-hmm. you've pointed out a lot of examples where the sadness is really there in the story. Yeah. But then it introduces this crazy crazy uh, squirrel superhero character that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So we, we've dug into Flora a bit, and we've started to touch some on Ulysses, that he's this crazy superhero who writes poetry. And Is there anything always else? hungry. Always hungry, right? What, what else about the squirrel do you like as a character? I like him when he's in the giant donut, and he's, like, thinking about sunny-side up eggs and scrambled eggs and poached eggs, that I think. And he's... Thinking, and then when he goes to Doctor Meeshgums, he's always thinking about, "Oh, I wish you could have do- giant donut and stuff." So Ulysses is motivated by food, food, and then also flora, flora, right? His his love of flora, and then also poetry, poetry, right? He like but most he, of his poetry is about flora or food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, At the ends of lots of his poetry, it's like I'm hungry. Ulysses is fun. Maybe not the deepest character, but still, yeah. I, it, it's important to have that comic relief to to a really serious story, especially a story for kids. I think it's important yeah. to have some some silliness, and not just for kids. I think all stories can use a good dose of silliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were going to choose any key moments that define Flora for you, what are some of those moments besides the moment when she kind of has the argument with her mom? Yeah. Maybe like when she runs down to help the squirrel. Okay, so the first thing we see her yeah. do is what? Run down to see the squirrel. She's reading a superhero comic yeah. book? Yeah, well, and her mom's, like, yelling, remember the contract, which is, like, apparently at the summer, she's, like, in a moment of weakness, I signed a contract that I wouldn't... It's, like, I forgot what it was, but it was, like... That she wouldn't read comic books yeah. anymore. Yeah. 
that she'd only really read real books, which yeah. is ridiculous. Comic books are real books, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything wrong with kids reading comic books or yeah. adults reading well, comic books. Well, but if you read too many comic books and it's like the only thing you read, mm. you would need to read books. And you want, you want some balance, yeah, right? it kind of seems like she's only reading comic books. So, so the balance would be good for yeah, her. Yeah, but it kind of seems like her mom should say you need to read at least two books this summer, not just you can't read any more comic books. Oh, so not... All comic books are bad, which is mm-hmm. what her mom is saying. But also not, I'm only going to read comic books. You want a little mix. Of, yeah. Um, she, she's imbalanced at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, with this. But we see her reading a superhero comic book about Incandesto, but she gets this moment where she gets to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And she runs out, and she is somewhat prepared, <laughs> right, yeah. for how to, how to save a squirrel. So that's a really important moment for her. Why? Mm-hmm. What do we learn about Flora because of that? That maybe she, like, likes animals. That she likes animals, and that's always a good character yeah. trait. That's usually a mark of a hero. If you ever see anyone being mean to a puppy, you know they're the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but or so, a Disney princess. Well, if they love if they love animals, mm-hmm. they're a Disney princess. Yeah, they're either a superhero or a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. So that's important to make us kind of like Flora as a character. What are some other key moments for Flora in the book? When she is like helping William Spiver mm-hmm. on like the side of the road. Right. When they're walking. When they're walking. And mm-hmm. when she finds out some of the the sadness that he's carrying and and mm-hmm. you, you know, she she doesn't make fun. You get the feeling that William yeah. Spivers but someone who's been made fun of a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he talks He's always he's kind of annoying. He's kind of annoying. Yeah. What, what does he do that's kind of annoying? Besides, I don't know. He's always like he's technically, or like saying facts about stuff, and like technically that wouldn't work, or technically that wouldn't happen, and stuff. Right. So there's some corrections, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's the kind of thing that you you trust as he grows. He's going to grow out of that phase, yeah. right? Of of doing that because um, these are both kids. They're both, I think, ten. Is that right? I think eleven. Ten or eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Eleven in the book. So they're, you know, they're still figuring out who they are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I, I think it says something that, like you pointed out, she chooses to help him instead of make fun of him when he's pretending or maybe not pretending to be blind. Yeah. Um, do you have any other favorite moments from the, the, uh, book? I like the part at the Jank Donut. That's fun. Oh, the, yeah. the just the craziness. Mm-hmm. And the waitress is like, oh, how's your little baby doll? She's like, coochie-coochie-coochie-coo or something, and then he jumps out. Yeah, and then it's a squirrel mm-hmm. with superpowers. Yeah. Kind of like we were saying, having the serious family stuff with the silly superhero stuff can be fun. Also, having these crazy action scenes can yeah. can mix up like the pace of it. So, a father, daughter, having a rough day after a divorce, going out after, for lunch. That could be a sad scene, but this one becomes a really silly, funny action they, scene. And like, after go out for lunch, George Buckman, which is his name. And he always, whenever he gets nervous, he's like, what does he say? He's like, how do I do? George Buckman, how do you do? Yeah. And he always is saying that. And, but after they kind of go on the squirrel, he kind of gets weird. And like, yeah, he just gets weird. And he used to always like drive like really carefully. And he just had like two fingers on the wheel after the squirrel. He's all smiling and laughing. And that's that's how Flora knows. Something's up. Something's up. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't quite know what to make of this flying squirrel. Yeah. That's not a flying squirrel, but a flying squirrel. Yeah, right? that literally flies. <laughs> yes. Lizzie, you, re- you read a lot, right? Yeah. And you listen to a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. What makes this book stand out for you from other books that you've read or listened to as audiobooks? It's about a squirrel who can fly. It kind of reminds me of Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. because, like, 
to squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> there's squirrel, but there's also superhero yeah. stuff, and there's also silliness, right? Yeah. yeah so those. it reminds me of Squirrel Girl, kind of. So Squirrel Girl is uh, a Marvel superhero who mm-hmm. has more comedic, funny adventures. Yeah, she has, like, a squirrel tail and a squirrel mm-hmm. with a pink bow. Yeah. And uh, I know you've you've read some Shannon Hale books, yeah. like The Princess in Black, right? And she's written a couple Squirrel Girl novels, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah, Squirrel Girl is definitely one that you you're kind of familiar with. Yeah. Anything else that it reminds you of? It kind of reminds me of like a book I was uh, reading called like The It Girl. It's about like a girl and her dad. Their parents are divorced, but they're like still really good friends. But. It's like the dad's marrying like an actress, so she's like famous now. Kind of reminds me of that. Would you recommend this book to your friends? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they've all heard it. <laughs> the, the ones in your class heard yeah. it, right? But this is something you'd say to people, like, "Oh, I, I like that one." Yeah. Right, Lizzie. On the protagonist podcast, we talk about great characters in great stories, and every time we have a first-time guest, we ask the dinner guest question, which is. If you could have dinner with any three to five fictional characters just to enjoy the conversation that would happen, who would you want to invite over to your dinner party? I think I'd invite Hermione Granger from Harry Potter. Okay, why Hermione? Because she's, like, smart and fun and logical. (laughs) She's very logical. And I'd invite Sadie Kane because she's funny. She's from the Kane Chronicles book, which is... A, by Rick Riordan. Right, it's a spinoff of the Percy Jackson series. Or, yeah. or it's like a parallel story to the Percy Jackson series. It's kind of the same. It's like in the same universe, mm-hmm. and there's somewhere they meet Percy Jackson. Oh, okay. But that one's about Egyptian and, gods, not Greek yeah. gods. And Anigo Montoya from Princess Bride. I bet I know what he'd say at your dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And Buttercup. Also from Princess Bride? Yep. Does she have a last name? I think she's just called Princess Buttercup. Yeah. She should call Princess Buttercup. Does Wesley have a last name? I don't think he has a last name either. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, Princess Buttercup. And I'd invite Bastille from Alcatraz versus the Evil Librarians. Uh, and what is her character like? She is like the bodyguard, kind of. Okay. And kind of sassy. <laughs> <laughs> a little sassy? Yeah. So you've got Hermione and, for logic. And she always has this bag that's full of, like, bricks <laughs> to hit people with. Okay. So you've got Hermione for logic, Bastille mm-hmm. for some sass. You have Inigo Montoya and Buttercup from your favorite movie, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and then it was also Sadie Kane. Okay. Because she's funny. Because she's funny. Really funny. All right. If I could have one more, I'd invite Alcatraz, too. From Alcatraz yeah. versus the evil librarians. Mm-hmm. Lizzie, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Welcome. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. You can reach us by emailing feedback at ProtagonistPodcast.com. We're also on Twitter. You can follow at ProtagonistPod or at Jay Dorowski, and our producer, Andrew, is at DizMinute on Twitter. And our Facebook fan page is Facebook.com slash Protagonist Podcast. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long.